episode 64. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Antoinette Allen. And Felicia Jenkins. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yes, that's Antoinette's voice. It's oh, not okay. a dream. It's Antoinette. I didn't edit her in here. Nope. She's really here. I thank her for coming with us on this episode. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I got a friend with me. You got a friend with you. <laughs> Slash family. Slash family. Her name is what? Felicia Jenkins. Felicia Jenkins. And we're Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because... Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. That's what we say. We say that all together. Uh, housekeeping. Since I have her here today, I will start off with Go Do Likewise, one of my favorite blogs. So tell us. Sure, you can read any of my old articles at likewiselife.com and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Go Do Likewise. Absolutely. And you guys already know, for those of you who don't, go check it out. Read something, just one blog, and you'll get the drift of what it's all about and how impactful and powerful it is. Uh, what else? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Real Church Matters. So for Twitter, is Real Church, M-T-T-R-S. As always, if you would like to support us beyond just listening, and we appreciate those who listen, you can support us monetarily through Patreon. That's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Real Church Matters. If you give a dollar or more, you get access to our extended uh, versions of the the uh, podcast in which there, there'll be some different subjects. So I'm, I'm saving some opinions about Kanye for the the extra really? thing. Yeah, I have some opinions He's about that. Virtual thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. And, and uh, so please, by all means, you can listen to that. If you give $10 or more, we got a T-shirt for you and some extra stuff. Uh, always, we're appreciative and thankful um, is there any other housekeepings? I'm just used to, I'm not used to you being here now. So, <laughs> what, what else? That was it? You usually help me out with that. So, um, we appreciate each and every person. As always, you guys know how I do. It's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, in episode 64, I want to talk about addiction. And uh, Felicia was was asking me, you know, anytime you want somebody to come on and talk, that I, I'm down to come on and talk. And I said, well, I would have to think of a subject. And I thought that I was, I actually was saying it to stall. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that following day, Sunday, I was sitting in church and the Holy Spirit led you. Yeah, it had to be him. <laughs> Wait, so how did, I'm trying to figure out how did this kind of come about? Like, what did you guys talk about? I was talking about the podcast, and we, it kind of came into, uh, Felicia was sharing with me that she stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get to that in a second. I, 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 <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. But um, uh, one of the script since we were talking about addiction in episode six. What originally started off, because I was telling you I feel disconnected. Well, that was the word we used, but... Hold on a sec. Oh, no, we're going to get to but it. No, no, no. I'm saying that's how it started that's before how it, started. it said I wasn't. You know? I know. We're going to get to the whole uh-huh. thing. We're going to get to the whole thing. <laughs> we, but starting off, it's 1 Corinthians 6, 12 <laughs> is a scripture that kind of stuck out to me when I said, what do we want to talk about with addiction? And so it said, uh, all things are lawful for me, 
but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. And so when we look at addiction, I know everybody has their own definition for it, but I look at addiction as anything that dominates me or controls me or masters me. And so uh, in our conversation, you were talking about you being disconnected. And, and so you can kind of tell, tell me the, the rest of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way I was explaining it is um, lately, well, not well, the last few months, when I, when I try to pray, I don't feel as confident as I once did when it was, you know, praying to God about anything, not even just once or, you know, things that I needed. Just praying in general, I just, or even if I was praying for someone, I felt confident that my prayers were going to be answered. But recently, it, ju- it didn't feel that way. I felt that I could pray, I pray, but I don't feel the confidence that I once did when I pray. I just be like, okay, in the name of Jesus, you know. But I don't be like, yes, Lord, you know, I know that it's going to happen, it's coming. I just do it because I think that's what I was taught to do, right? you know. But before I pray, I'd be like, oh, I know it's coming. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Now I just be like, that's just something I got to do. Right. But the connection isn't there. I'm not plugged in that that socket. So do you feel like that disconnection kind of started to make you kind of look at your life and kind of see what what was happening differently that kind of caused that disconnect? Well, yes and no. I've been, I, I didn't put too much focus on it. I didn't really realize that it was happening until, I mean, I knew that I wasn't having that feeling, but I didn't pay attention to not having that feeling right. or putting it into perspective until I talked to you, like really putting it into perspective. Like this is really what's going on. Right. But but I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that you are able to be more thoughtful and aware of these things when you're sober. Well, honestly, I, I depending think on you why. said you said <laughs> lately uh-huh. I've been feeling disconnected. OK, what else have you been doing lately? You haven't been drinking. Yes. Yes, you're right. You said going on three weeks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. On three weeks of being sober, you now are able to be aware of these thoughts that, you know what, I don't feel these things. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? You're being mm-hmm. more thoughtful. You're being more connected to how you feel because you're not numbing how you feel. You're right. Do you know what I'm saying? And so that's where addiction is so dangerous for us. And, and I... I I want to get to the dangers later, but we will let this organically happen. The The reason it's dangerous is because it makes us unaware. Mm-hmm. When the Bible tells us, it has a scripture that says that we should be sober minded. You're right. The, the Bible calls for us to be sober minded. When people hear that, they immediately say, well, you just don't want me to drink. Mm-hmm. No, it's not really that. Sober minded has very little to do with just alcohol. What it has to do with is being in a mind that is able to be aware and thoughtful to the things of God. But I think that a lot of people will, I don't know about other, you know, addictions. I mean, you can have so many different type of addictions, shopping, drugs, all of that. But sometimes you make yourself believe that, oh, this is me. 
through that addiction that, oh, I, I'm real. I'm going, how I feel is how I feel. I'm going to express it. But um, it's a different feeling when you know what you're supposed to do once you was once connected to, you know, I just never even try to put me thinking about that in a drunk state ever of, of focusing on, dang, you know, I, I need to pray at night. Nine times out of ten, I'm passing out. I'm gone. I ain't, I'm not thinking about praying. I had a good night, you know. But when I wake up or not even things get tough, like mentally when I feel drained or, you know, just so much going on or some people that I might know that see me when I was walking with Jesus. <laughs> and I, I see them and they be like, you know, you look all over the place. They might have a little spiritual. I'm like, I'm good, you know. But the whole time. Usually I would go home and ponder on that, like, what they mean? You know, I'm all over the place. And I didn't even have that type of conviction going on when somebody would say that to me. It's just like, oh, okay, not shucks. I'm about to go get me, you know, something to drink later and and, and do it over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, I think part of that is um, it's interesting because what you said is so true, is that a lot of times our shortcomings are melded into our identity. So yeah, like a person, yeah, a person who is uh, paraplegic, we identify that person as a paraplegic before he could be an artist, he could be anything. But when we see him, we see him paralyzed from the neck down. Mm -hmm. So we think handicapped. Exactly. We identify people based on what their shortcomings are, but his shortcomings don't define him. They are not his identity. But we take that on. Mm -hmm. When a person says, you know what, this is just me. I, I, I like to drink. But I think that's the scary part about addiction is that it does kind of meld into your personality. It's just like, this is who I am. This is what I enjoy. Not realizing, like the scripture said, it's something that dominates you. Or even give you the confidence to be something that you normally wouldn't be. When you get to that, yeah. that drunken state, like... I feel free. I'm not judged by anybody. I'm, I'm enjoying myself, which yeah. is is not good. Now, if it's see, my my problem with it is I try to make myself believe that it's not as bad as it is. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. I mean, I'm the happy. I always. I'm the happy drunk. Like I'm not the drunk that get violent or you know get all like this or get this way, get that way. That's another interesting point. Is because the ramifications are always made to be very tangible mm -hmm. and physical. So when we say, uh, you know, I'm not an alcoholic or I'm not a drunk or I'm not addicted, we're saying this thing really doesn't negatively impact me. Exactly. In a way that y'all think. Or the way that society yes. defines it as being an alcoholic. Because, right. oh, I'm not going out here standing on the corner bagging nobody for no drinks or, you know, it's not. I'm not hitting nobody. I'm not hitting myself. Exactly. I'm not uh, missing work. We, we because we're functioning addicts, we don't realize that there is a part of us that is malfunctioning. You're right, and that malfunction is all the core of who we are. It's the spiritual part. When Paul was saying I, everything's lawful, but certain things aren't good for me because they dominate me, yeah. he's not talking about they stop him from going to work or nothing. What he's talking about is they control my mind. They consume my thoughts. Yeah, and that, that broadens the conversation because, like you said, we're not just talking about alcohol. Like, even when you ask me about it, I start thinking about the things I've been addicted to from 
grief to um, blaming people from self-hatred. Those are all forms of addiction because yeah. it's, it's the way you cope with everything that happens to you. We, we was even talking about sex addiction yeah. mm-hmm. and how if you're not out here sleeping with 100 people, people don't think that they're a sex addict. Not realizing there's different degrees to it because if if I never sleep with anybody, but I'm consumed with thoughts, they dominate me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm addicted. Yeah, you can't look at a woman without seeing, you know, her for Exactly. And what do we do? Problem. We 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 have created these levels. I'm just to a it. man. I'm I just got a man. eyes. I'm supposed to look. You know, what, what am I supposed to do? We we make we mock it. We say well, men think about sex every seven seconds. We we make it like it's these things, but think exactly. about it. It's all cute that he think about sex every seven seconds until he married to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. cute until he got three kids and a job in a stable household, but he can't stop thinking about sex. Or to extreme levels till he like R. Kelly and sleeping with dog on <laughs> underage girls. Absolutely. Like, those are allegations. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> good good point. Good point. Don't stand <laughs> but but in the process oh of that. Gosh. That consuming of thought mm-hmm. changes who we are. It does. Mm-hmm. When, it, when I immediately have a bad day and I think, you know what to cheer my day up? I'm going to go to five guys. I mean, that's Crush. no different yeah. than yeah. a person who's like, I'm going straight to happy hour after this. You're right. Why? What are we trying to do? We're trying to satiate the issues that we're not willing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Don't want to face them. So, again, we just sweep them under the rug to the next day. Right. Those thoughts come up and then guess what? I had a long day. Right, because we still feel like we are in control of it until the tables turn and we never know when they will, and then that thing dominates us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When that thing dominates us, now all of a sudden, I have no say. Now I'm so drunk, I don't even remember what happened yesterday. Right. And I'm waking up and I'm like, like you said, you have these sobering moments where you're like, what am I doing? I need to get myself together. But- you can say it all day now. That thing, you gotta ask permission. <laughs> yeah. You gotta look, you gotta look at that thing and be like, can I get it together? He's like, mm-mm. Tonight we doing the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're think, right. Yeah, the scariest thing about addiction is that it starts as a habit. I think that's the scariest part because it's just a, a subtle little like thing that you do that just grows into Yeah. Like said, grow, you, grow, you. grow. And that's the thing about something that's habitual. It's a thing that we engage with because we control it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like having a little baby pit bull. It's all cute. You can pull it around. You can tell it stop. Let that thing grow. And now you, it's pulling you. <laughs> exactly. You know what That's what happens. This thing has now mastered us. He Money. said, I, one of the things I want to... Gambling. <clears throat> Gambling. Oh, wow. Yep. That so, was a huge addiction for me. And I didn't even realize it, even though it was like a, not a short period. Of time. I could still say it, it kind of still is a problem. Not... As, as far as it went when I was going to the casino, but any form of gambling, I think I developed that habit when I was so young because I seen it happening. And then I'm like, oh, I, I mastered the cards. I know how to do this and I know how to do it great. So Until it mastered you. It can make me some money. Right. You know, it mastered. Well, it's different levels of cards, you know. But when I got the blackjack, and I'm I'm not just taking somebody who's sitting at a table with me hundred dollars. Right. No, I'm really trying to win some money. So. Got, but then, but then it, you know that it masters you when you can actually lose and, and still go back, go and, back and say, oh, I'm about to get that back. 
Oh no, go back to the ATM. <laughs> Coach, I know. I'm about to get that back. I'm going to get some more money because all I need is some more money and I could double up and I'll get make it all back. And then to only lose, but then you tell yourself, well, people that gamble, I don't know, or have an addiction with gambling, our our favorite line is, you either gonna win some or you gonna lose some. Right. You going you came to win it all or you came to get, um lose it all. And that's what you tell yourself. But then when you get home and you looking sure. on the back of something, you know, and You'd be like, oh, I ain't addicted. I had that to gamble, and mm, it might have been a little free money, back, yeah. but it it was really, and it was a, like a everyday thing to the point that I, I felt like I could have made that a, a job and just still For stayed real. out on work. Miss you see, but that that's a, another interesting part. <laughs> no, it's it another good. another interesting part to this scripture is that he said all things are lawful. So I feel like the way that we begin to engage with addiction is because these things are not wrong. Yeah, morally, they're fine. Do you know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. to the standard of the world. You know what I'm saying? Morally, we the church believes drinking is wrong, mm-hmm. right? But to the standard of the world, drinking, gambling, now smoking weed is even legal. He says all these things are lawful. I can't get locked up for doing them because we we the world has a, a weird relationship with illegal things. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Now that weed is legal, people it's it's more an adult thing. Like you'll see grown adults like, yeah, I'm about to go smoke weed. Why? Because they feel the free nature of it being legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we connect with things that are legal, like you wouldn't be if gambling was illegal, you would probably still do it, but you wouldn't you would be a certain perspective of it. Once they open the door and say, you can do this, there's nothing to stop people because they did. The reason they do or don't do something is based on how the world perceives it. Exactly. Not based on, can this thing master me? Yeah. And that's the thing about love and sex addiction. That is scary because it is, you know, God is love and all this, you know, love is love. And, you don't realize how you can become addicted to love, getting it from guys, from everybody, wanting to be accepted by everybody. It it, it can be an addiction. Too. That's another thing. Understanding these these ideals uh, and understanding the difference between them and what God represents and understands. So you have this thing called love. And we see this thing as this all-encompassing thing. And literally, we use that word to cover everything. everything. I love movies. I love pizza. I love him. I love <laughs> her. I love everything. Even when people say, I love you, you're like, you, you have Do to. Do you really be like, I'm just saying, like, when people say that, like. Yeah, because the, the word is so. <laughs> don't you start. The, the word is so interesting. Do you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? The, the word is so used. It's like a Swiss Army knife. You use it for everything. It's like it's like duct tape. You got a problem, you just be like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the way we do it. So it come, it becomes a point where people start to feel like everything's love. He's showing me love. We call it making love. We say I fell in love. But God is like, yo, this ain't really love. At all. Like when <laughs> When y'all smash it, he tell you the Uber's outside. Y'all didn't make love. Not at all. I don't know what you made, but it wasn't <laughs> love. That, that You know what I'm saying? So when we come to that, when we think of what's a good time, mm-hmm. we think of what's family and chilling, and you, we, we, we have this world's perception of it. Some people don't think they had a good time unless they drunk. 
You're absolutely right. Some people don't feel like they had a good time unless they was high. They need to redefine these things because they're going off of what the world sees as lawful. They never going off of, should I do this? Will it master me? Will it dominate me? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people look at a woman in a bad relationship and say, won't you leave? You think she she would if she could? She's dominated by something. Something dominates her. We don't look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? We'll say, like, dang. We we always look at it as these people have control. Yeah, that's why that scripture, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Absolutely. Because you think about, we don't really treat ourselves with as vulnerable as we really are. We don't really treat ourselves that way. Like, we, we should approach these things like drinking and love and all these things carefully because the scripture tells us we, we're not strong enough to, to control these things. These things will dominate. Some people, <laughs> <laughs> no, because you got some people that can really handle like, it. Exactly. That's what, you have you. some people. I was waiting that for can, you to say this because I, I played. I, I played this whole conversation out in my head. <laughs> Sorry, new something such either. No, you. because I'm just saying you do got those really once Tough in a while him. drinkers or smokers or whatever the case may be. Maybe one or two times a year. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's depending on what makes your flesh feels good that makes that cause that addiction because. I forget that every well, what we're talking about is addiction, and it's a big old, big old balloon. It's a it. big old balloon, but well, let's just go. Let's keep it to drinking right now. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's some people they never been sloshed, they mm-hmm. never been just tore down. They they always had a level of self control, or temperance, or moderation to it. Mm-hmm. They've been able to really power through this thing. <laughs> They're social drinkers, like they don't even have liquor at home. Yeah, that's kind of me. I guess you know what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, they. Yeah, but he goes on in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse twenty-three. He says, "All things are lawful, but not all things edify, or as it says in the English Standard Version, build up." Mm-hmm. So he's saying his litmus test for how he chooses things in his life is what builds up my spirit, and what and doesn't. What doesn't. Yes. So it's picking and choosing what you what builds my spirit. And what doesn't. So if I ask myself that, I know this person ain't never been drunk before. I know that they're just a social drinker. I know they're able to handle their liquor. Mm -hmm. I've I've seen people kill a fifth of something and still be able to do times tables and walk a straight line. All of that is based on not their ability to handle it but their ability to be desensitized to its impact on their spirit. Yeah. And we don't assess enough. Like, is this building me up or breaking it down? Like, it's no Because that's other not the concern. Category. I no, didn't go drink not. because I want to tear my spirit down. No. Nor did I go do anything else to build my spirit up. I I'm just, not thinking about my yeah. spirit. spirit at all. But then all of a sudden we do when our spirit is so malnourished that it dies. And that disconnect that you were talking about. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for bringing it all the way back. You feel that disconnect because while you are healthy and fine, you haven't built up the thing that matters most to you. That's what's going on. The difference between a balloon that goes high in the air and a balloon that stays right here is what's inside. Inside. The properties that make up helium allow this balloon to go high. The properties that make up your hot breath when you blew in, <laughs> it just has this balloon just here. 
When we're filled with ourself, we go nowhere. Mm. When we're filled with something greater, we go higher. Liquor don't take me higher. Weed don't take me higher. Sex don't take me higher. These things don't take me higher. And so what happens is we coast. We coast. And we think because our balloon ain't pop, we doing something. And everybody else is coasting, so it's like... Everybody else is down here, too. So we look around. We see mad balloons. We be like, this is where we're supposed to be. Then you look up. You see a couple of them. You be like, look at them strays, them runaways. (laughs) We look at the people who are higher up as people who are strange and obtuse and weird. You're right. Do you know what I'm saying? I used to look at my mom that way. She'd be praying every night and stuff. And my mind is like, what is all of that for? What you doing all that for? Till I started living life. And I was like. Yeah, I probably should do that more. <laughs> or everybody be like, you're so high-minded, you know, have, or whatever that's saying. You're so he- heavenly-minded, heavenly you know, no, earthly good. Yeah. You are, you, t- you holier than thou. Yeah. I better be holier than thou. I want to be holier than all y'all. You want to know why? Because I want to be sane. Yeah. I want to be not depressed. Yeah. I want to wake up and not feel disconnected. You're right. So why I'm a, I don't care what y'all think of me. People can tell me all day, you are a holy, ro- you are a big, fat, virgin, Christian, holy roller. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because this big, that fat Christian, them big, fat, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that big, fat, Christian, virgin, holy roller don't want to kill itself no more. Right. Because right. even if you don't die physically. Time, we dying. You're, you're, he yeah. said the physical body dies daily he said but the spirit is renewed daily guess what y'all back y'all are way way backed up on y'all renewals when it come to yeah. your spirit it's like your license you have yet to renew it why because we focus on having fun that's where addiction comes in is we don't even know that while we are doing something to help us survive now we are doing the very thing that will help us not survive tomorrow yeah mm. God bars. <laughs> so I got another. I got another scripture because y'all y'all looked at me like y'all ain't had nothing else to say. So I'll move it on. Gal- I was trying not to digress. <laughs> Galatians six <clears throat> one through three says, "Brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves, lest you too be tempted." Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Reason I'm sharing the scripture is because a lot of people look at in church, look at people who are suffering from addictions and we judge. Mm -hmm. We don't see that we could be that very person lest we be tempted. We could be that very person if we deceive ourselves into thinking that what they're going through is not something Something I can go go through through right now or tomorrow. Because we don't realize the addiction isn't, isn't so much about what they're doing, but why they're doing it. Yeah. I ran into someone that was a, a church member, and that's so crazy. Like, and this week has been weird for me. After like talking to you, maybe you, you don't know what's going on. I mean, you know what's going on, but um, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gotta be truthful. Yeah, like, real church about. I'm a disruptor. I, you are. I am a disruptor. You I disrupt. Are. I'll hit. I'll hit you after not talking to you for six months. Drop a few words and you just chaos. Yes, it is, and it's oh, anywho. <laughs> 
but I ran into this person and I was, you know, at a, you know, not at a point in time. Let me stop saying it because, you know, I, st- I still am a member, you know, and active as I will be at work if uh, I miss more. Come on, days. come on, focus, <laughs> focus. <laughs> but um, I ran into this guy and I know he had an addiction because where I ran into him at, you know, and um. Oh, that's deep. I'll, I'll talk. Mm. I'll talk about it in a second. Go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. Oh. Okay. What? No, <laughs> it's deep. It's okay. Deep. And um, so I was talking. To him. I was like, "Didn't you go to LCF?" And he was like, "Um, he the the look on the face was like so shocked because of the state of mind he was in." And I was like, "He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, pastor such and such." And I was like, "How you been?" You know, and I'm still trying to put the face with the the family. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know I know this person, and um, and he actually asked me for some money, and I was kind of confused. But anyway, um, boy, well, I wasn't confused because I know what he probably needed the money for. Let's just be, you know, mm-hmm. honest. Um, and in the mad, in the mix of talking to you, and then you telling me that we're we were going to talk about addiction. Then now I'm faced with this person that once did have control over. I don't know if it, it happened prior or, you know, did something transpire in his life that made him do it. After stop attending church, I probably didn't even know that he wasn't attending church anymore. But it's just like made me look at how far addiction can go. Mm-hmm. How you can be up one day and the next day be all the way down. So it's like, dang, I got to keep pushing of not getting to the point. Because, again, when you tell yourself that, Oh, I could just get drunk and go to bed. You know, yeah. I'm good. But you have seen the people that it has done and brought them all the way down. Like, I'd be like, dang, I'm, I ain't I ain't need nowhere near down. You know, I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and you make yourself, I made myself believe that. You were better. I was better. Yeah. I was better. I was okay. Just but once it. I actually seen the reality of once being connected with God, with this person to that that thought of disconnect. <laughs> I'm like, wow, being disconnected can really be bigger than me just saying I'm disconnected. So so let's go back go back to this balloon again. So we talked about this balloon filled with helium. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a balloon filled with helium, it doesn't stay up. No, eventually it comes down. Eventually it comes down. Why? Because the properties that allowed it to go up dissipate. Mm. They weaken. That's why it must be renewed daily. daily. It's a daily walk that we do. So uh, somebody was telling me they was in the uh, women's fellowship or something, and they said the question was, what could you do right now to change your future? And what did you do back then to give you this now? And we don't look at things that way. We never look at what I'm doing as a seed that will produce a fruit in the future. We always look at it as instant gratification. I'm doing something and I'm receiving the fruit of that thing right right now. now. And that's not the case. And so that's Mm -hmm. why he said this person is bound. Those who are spiritual need to restore because our helium is the spirit. You're right. And so I'm supposed to be when I talk to Felicia or I talk to Antoinette or I talk to my brother or anybody, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be giving you something that lifts you. Uh, higher. That's what edify means. Build you up. That's why we come to church. When you, when you said you was disconnected, and we don't, we don't surround ourselves by around people that lift us up. Absolutely. Just when you said you you said you was disconnected, and you was like, I need to come back to church. I I was I shared with you. 
uh, you need to know why you're coming back. Exactly. We can't look at coming back to church like we look at going back to the gym. Well, no, I totally agree with you. I but self evaluating coming to church. Well, not prior. A lot of times that I did come to church, and I think that's what what I had to be honest with myself about. And I learned a lot. I know I I don't know a lot, but I I know a lot. <laughs> I don't know how I can make that. You know, I know what's right. I know what's wrong according to the word. You know, um, but was my relationship with Christ based on because Felicia wanted to do it or that's what Felicia was taught to do or that's what Felicia just went along with the flow of because that's the emotion Felicia was going through. You know what I mean? Versus clear-minded, not because of a situation has occurred or stress is going on in my life or I'm going through this or going through that, that dang, I got to walk through these doors yeah. to get a quick fix or, you know, get that injection of Jesus juice to be okay. And then it's like, oh, I'm okay, I'm doctored up, I'm healed. You know, so I got this. And to only go back out here and fill myself back up with those things that caused me to be sick again. And it became a repetitive thing. Okay, I got to run. And that's probably what was taking me so long to actually walk through the doors because I don't want to, even though I'm not even really going through nothing but dealing with probably self. And it's actually... And that's something. And and you know what's so crazy? Heck, Lord. It I didn't really realize it or recognize it until my 2017. 2017 taught me a lot once I lost my father because, you know, whether my, my grandmother or anyone like that wants to actually... My father died because of his addiction. As bad as he wanted to face this addiction and do right by this addiction, this is the very thing that took his life. Yeah. So going through losing losing him and, you know, still going through the, okay, you know, coping with the, the alcohol and nothing's really being said to me, but I'm not feeling no better. Things around me start being disrupted as far as friends and support systems and, you know, the things that you thought would, you know, console you or even come over your house with the bottle and say, we're going to drink it. You know, everything just like shut out. And it was just like, okay, it became I'm faced with, you know, really, even if it was just me faced with me in this bottle and I would drink, I would drink, I would drink. But as time going on, I'm still being shown some things and it was becoming bad, worse and worse and worse. And, after that, I just was like, you know what, Felicia? You can't go to church because your father died. You can't go to church because you're mourning. You can't just go to church because now you y- your friends is disappearing and you know the love that you want to re- you so used to receiving or the fake love, you know, that you thought was love, you you don't have it no more. Just sit still. You know, you you gotta be faced with this on your own. But I didn't have God in the mix of me facing it on my own to really give me my true truth that I needed, yeah. the conviction that I needed to really be like, you know what? You know, I guess he let it linger for you, a while. You let, you let the thought get there, but you just didn't attack that thought. I didn't. Because here's the thing. Yeah, I need to evaluate why I come here so that when I come, I hold people accountable to get me what I need. Mm-hmm. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to realize, no, Forrest, you can't come here because you're hurt. It can be the reason you came. It can't be the reason you stay. Exactly. Yeah. But that moment in which you feel that you belong 
in the church, not because the building does it, not because the preaching does it, but because the people of God who are spiritual can give you the spiritual edification you need. But how many people we got that actually do that? Let's just be honest. I'm going to come to to the church and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen to the word. And it might be a good word. It might be convicted by a few words that's preached, you know, but... <laughs> I mean, what what what's really going on to keep you? you I'm gonna answer that, but you had something to say, and I don't want to go well, too far. I was, I was saying something before you guys went into that part, yeah. which is more like sometimes we overthink what what's bringing us to church. Because I was like that too. I would get in my head about stuff, not realizing like God is in control. Like it's not about me just doing this. Like you know, we try to figure things out, and a lot of stuff we have to really realize like this is God doing this to bring us where He wants us. But I was told that I always you just. Just act off of emotions. I know, but emotions is the enemy. Yeah, but it's funny. It's funny because we feel these this urge from God. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, people who never have been thoughtful all of a sudden get thoughtful. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You you've acted on every other voice without any thought. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden God speaking, you you doing trigonometry. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> Yeah, we try to we try to put our name on stuff. It's like, no, that's God. Like you feel emotional right now. Yes, that's God. Like even though you you think it's just you cuz you're on your PMS or whatever you think it is, it's still God. He he pours and into you, us and You've been moving a certain way for however long you've been moving. All of a sudden, something hits you and says, "Girl, get back to church." And now you're like, but I don't want to go to church for the wrong reason. He like, ain't no better reason than this to get to church. Well, then you ask the question, is there really spiritual people who are interested in restoring me? If God told you to get to church, there is. He's not going to tell you to go somewhere. Do you, you get what I'm saying? He's not going to tell you. To- but how you know, how do you. Um, Come on. Yeah. How good. do you. I'm trying to get the word. Is it decipher? Yeah. Discern? No, discern, not decipher. decipher. It's decipher. Also. The two. Is it the emotional side of me? Because, no, I'm going, seriously, no, I, I, is no, it I'm the emotional side it. or is it the side that wants this is the what's connected? Side. You're frosted <laughs> many weeks. Yeah, so the, because you so fiddle diddle in the middle, yeah. you know, you like, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. And then it's like, girl, you you going... What's your purpose? Exactly. But you got to. Here's the thing. You have to know that wherever you're at, God is speaking to you there. Mm-hmm. See, because what you're asking is, do I have a am I even in a place of understanding to make a spiritual decision here? Exactly. It's not for you to make. Yeah. It's for you to obey. And God knows what he can ask you to do for the spiritual place you're at. Yes. And he will ask you and, to do that thing because that thing will take you to the next place. Yes, and it's a good thing to question it. Like, I feel like you 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 became aware of your repetitious behavior. You're like, I don't want to just come to church and then go back. I don't. Being aware of that rep- repetition is, is part of him revealing stuff to you. I just want, honestly, a different reaction, a different... Um, not a different feeling because feelings is temporary. Can I stop you right there? You're just saying is you want a, a different reaction to when you deal with things. I do. And I but also, let, me, let me help you with that. The reaction you had when you deal with something hasn't always been to come to church. 
No, 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 no. So you got you can't say that you want a different reaction. See, the woman with an issue of blood, her first reaction was to go where? To the doctors. She did that for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden she had this idea. Let me go to Jesus and let me not just go to him. Nobody told her touch his the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm going to go to him and break through this crowd and I'm going to go touch the hem of his garment. It was an original thought. It was in a reaction to what she was dealing with. Imagine if she did like you and took a thought that came to her and started thinking about it. She wouldn't have did it. She'd be like, this is stupid. If the doctors can't do nothing, why would touching the hem of some garment do something? Why would chasing Jesus do something? We overthinking this thing. And that's a whole nother part of it, too, because you come to church thinking that for this one experience, thinking it's going to change you, not realizing it's that chase that changes you. Like, she chased Jesus. Well, maybe I have to get in. I just... (sighs) (laughs) She took the glasses off. She took the glasses off. But let me take it a, another step further. Just just to, to, to help you just a little bit more. So he says in Galatians 5.17, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these two things are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So even when you talking like, Man, I'm thinking and I, I don't want I want to go to church, but I don't want to go to church for the wrong reason. So I guess I'm not going to go to church and I'll just stay where I'm at. And like you said, I stayed where I'm at, but I didn't have the tools I needed to even deal with these situations. Mm-hmm. Because there's two sides of you. There's a spiritual side and a fleshly side, and they are opposed to each other. The Felicia that you're used to and comfortable with and been around for 30 something years. You put something on it like I'm about the numbers. Only 31. Uh, yeah, I, did. I wasn't sure 31 or 32, so I said something. But okay. 31 years, you're very familiar with her, but she is opposed to the person you want to get to know. She's opposed to the spiritual Felicia that you want to see grow in your life. She will reason herself out of it. Anything, yeah. She will reason herself out of church, as many people do. I'm sure there was people who heard you talking for a minute and was like, preach, sister. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I don't go to church for that reason. But that's not that's not stuff that I share with people. I know. I'm just saying right now people are hearing it and they feel the same way because I felt that way too. But what I didn't yeah. realize is I was shooting my spiritual self in the foot. Because if it ain't this church, it needs to be a church because I need what God has for me. And I can't find what he has for me in just me because I've been with me a long time and me don't got it. You're right. And that's where people get. They are like, I got my own relationship with God. Oh, that's cool. So um, how does that work out? How is it working out? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I you know do my devotions. I read my Bible, and you know, <laughs> I'm no shots because I know you love devotions. <laughs> exactly, I'm laughing because <laughs> I mean, you you kill the devotional game. Nobody got you got a library full of a devotional books. I but do. I know. Got one at work. The lady like I love this book. <laughs> <laughs> but what what we build up in our repetitious uh, uh, nature of devotionals does not actually build our devotion to God. Right, it doesn't. We be reading the mess out of it. Like, day thirty-two. Like, oh my goodness, this was awesome. I gotta share it with that people. spoke with but me. Really don't know how to take this food we're eating and have it absorb in us. 
There's a certain point where an, a bulimic person, even if you made them eat food, their body is so used to now not engaging with food that it sits in their belly and their body don't even digest it. Oh. Because they have to be rehabbed back into the point where their body even knows how to digest the food. What am I saying? A lot of church people are so caught up in this dysfunction, in this this cynical perspective of church, even when they hear the word, even when they're taking in the word, they don't know how to allow that word to actually produce the spiritual energy they need to finish this race. Because it's that opposition, like the scripture said. It's in opposition. The flesh is in opposition to us. You know what I'm saying? That's why... I. I can't trust myself. I come from a family of addicts, not baby drugs. I'm talking about heroin addicts. <laughs> I'm talking about food people. Addicts, I'm talking yeah. about food addicts. I'm talking about it's in my bloodstream. So I don't even engage with certain things because I know I overdo everything. I go to a good restaurant and it's crazy. And I'm like, see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just I, I just know I have that addictive nature within me and all of us have it to varying degrees. But whatever mm-hmm. I connect myself with is helping the fleshly force that is in opposition to the force that I need to be yeah. for myself and for others. And we don't realize how that cynical view of church is at opposition. Like, you'll be like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to see this person. I don't want to not hear a good word. I yeah. know that's not going to happen. And those thoughts will well, cause Well, I don't you. have it that deep to be thinking about. No, I'm about, thinking about people that do. Well, I, I do. You do, but you just don't think you do. I, that's what I'm saying. I do, but then in in, in the same voice, it I'm... I, let me let me help I'm you. I'm trying to help myself get it. Like, I, a a person could see me and be like, you know, you you walk with this. Well, you know, I'm shy as ever, as as crazy as I may seem. I know you don't think so. Mm-mm. That's I mean, not true. I think, I think, you're, you're shy about certain things. Like when it comes I think to I think you're stuff. you're you're very comfortable with 31 year old fleshly Felicia. You know, since I turned 30, I you know, you're very but you're very comfortable with what that person wants to do. But you, but when you start to move into this uncharted territory of spiritual growth, we become those shy people. Yeah. We become children again. Why? Because it's all new to us. So people, anytime people even comment on the spiritual side of us, we get very insecure. Well, I guess when I'm when I'm probably at church, but like if I'm out, outside of the the you know, you're in your pocket, and yeah, yeah. <coughs> but not even t- just. <clears throat> not even just in, excuse me, not even just in the the setting of chilling. Like if I'm talking to anybody and, and we talking about Christ, you know, I get amped, I get excited because I know I know a little something. something. I know, but here's a but this, then, a, this is the interesting thing, Felicia. I'm not applying it to my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked you. No, don't say. No, you know you, how you no, know she it. Like to, she like to try to take my thunder away. I'm no, sorry. I'm still going to say it. No, no, no. <laughs> she trying to beat you She's trying to beat me too. She's like, I already know what she's going to say. Listen. Because <laughs> I'm going to say it better. I did I try to say it low. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not a part of Hold on. With the head down. I did put I did, my head yeah, down. You like, knew it. You already knew it. That was good. But, it was good. <laughs> I but oh, the reality is, is that this whole world, not just you, this whole world is very comfortable talking about Jesus. We're at that point. We Talk not our, it's cheap. not our grandmother's church no more. You know how people used to be like, I used to be feel self-conscious <laughs> that my parents made us say praise the Lord when we answered the phone. <laughs> 
Those days are done. Yeah. Chance the you, rapper probably answer his phone. Praise yeah, the Lord. You get older, you right. realize half those kids you went to school with were church kids. It was church like, kids like, too. Like, like now no they reason. straight the. We're first gen. <laughs> we're first generation church kids. Yeah. The yeah. whole culture is yeah. first generation church kids, and you know what they do? We've assimilated an idea of Christ to our flesh, not realizing they're in opposition to the other. It's like being around fake friends. You hang out with him. You be like, yeah, yeah, she my homie. Soon as she leave, you like, so tired of her. That's how people are with God. Mm-hmm. We 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 cool and chummy with him when we around people because we don't want we don't want their judginess. Yeah. But if we told people and showed people how we really feel about Jesus, come on now. Everybody cool with him. You're like, yeah, Jesus is my homie. He dope. He helped me in my time of need. I pray every night. I read devotionals. And then God be like, but where's your devotion? You're not devoted to me. You're not connected to me. There's a reason why you started this off by saying, I don't feel connected. And the reason I enjoy this conversation is because the only way we can grow is through humility. Mm-hmm. When you throw pride out the window, there's tons of people I could t- try to have this kind of same conversation with, and they're, they're going to tr- go at every point I bring up, but that ain't me, though. That ain't me. It's kind of me, but you don't really it understand. Ain't it ain't, ain't on that level. Yeah. No, nah, it's on that level. I know it's on that level. You want to know why? Because it's holy as people Do think force is. Do you think I used to is. be like that? Absolutely. But it's holy <laughs> as people think force is. He is still on that level because yeah. I am a duality. Yeah. I am fleshly and I'm spiritual and they're opposed to each other, but one has to win. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up about addiction is we don't realize how it affects everybody else around us. Like, especially the secret ones, the ones that you don't tell nobody about, like subconsciously those things, whether you have kids, siblings, like those things really spiritually pour into us. And you need to help lives. them. Yeah. A 13 year old kid <laughs> who's still a virgin may deal with sex addiction. And nobody will ever know because nobody will ever know. Because we look at people as if, if I don't see your addiction, you ain't addicted. You're right. But all of us have the propensity of addiction. But then you, if you do go to, going back to your point of how it affects others, if a person feels, let's just say, <clears throat> in any family or friends or anything, and they may have not been through addiction, and and your your addiction is just open. You know what I mean? You got some family members that judge it, or it's just something to say or something to talk. That's a major problem. I feel like I have not not my family. You know what I mean? Like even in, in the spiritual part, the ones that you know that 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 want to pray and, and, and well, not want to pray, that say they pray or they're a God fearing person. But at the end of the day, can sit on their phone and talk about, oh, you know, she was drunk as a skunk or she was turned up. Did you see her picture? Did you do that? But when do that person sit and say she might be going through something? When they decide I, they want to be that spiritual person that is interested in restoring somebody. But then when you separate yourself because you don't want to be. Of, of involved with people like that, you go around the people that make you feel comfortable. See, N- not saying I don't want to be around the person that makes me feel uncomfortable. Because if I ever talk to you and I'm in a drunken state, right? Let's just be. I'm just saying, you know. And I'm ever in a drunken state, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna still remain that same person. 
You still want to remain Forrest, but minister Forrest. I'm still going to speak that and word I've to you. And I tried to minister to drunk Felicia before. <laughs> <laughs> and and it might ain't work right then and there, but I might call back the next day and be like, you know what? You had a point. You, you, and I, I thought I said the deepest point, and you was like, my back itching. Like, what, what, what's happening? I'm trying to. I, I would say to that, too, is like you said, humility. Part of that humility, when you really, like that woman that's chasing God, when she had the issue of blood, But that she don't mind being humiliated. No, I don't, no, but no. you know, my life can be on the table. Anything I do... I'm not saying that I might be ashamed to myself because I know that I can do better. I know that I, in certain situations, deserve better. I can be this person. But, but to anyone else, but what Antoinette is like, saying is that you have to, you you can't retreat. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, let's say like they're wrong. Everything right. you're saying, they're wrong, and that God gonna judge them for that. But for what I'm trying to do, you can say what you want. You can judge you if you. If that's how you do it. So there's a, there's a woman in the Bible. She asked Jesus to give, to feed her. Mm-hmm. And he said he don't throw bread to dogs. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, even the dogs need the crumbs. Mm-hmm. He disrespect. He was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But his disrespect could not stop her from what she wanted because she was hungry. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you say you really want to be around spiritual people that can build you up and not talk about you and exploit your wrongs and exploit your weaknesses. I didn't know you said if I want. I'm just saying if you say you want to. Let's just say you said you want to. because I want to be around real people. But that's what I want to be around. But guess what? I want to be around real spiritual people. Well, no, real. That's not afraid to tell me and do, do not exploit talk about my weaknesses exactly. and talk about me. If I want to, I can't give up the search just because I ran into a couple rotten eggs. You're the only real, only real spiritual person I know. Seriously, <laughs> you're the realest. No, you know but I'm being on the mic. But, but, but I'm so serious, though. I understand. It's, I understand. I appreciate that sentiment, but trust me. The, I used to feel the same way. I'm not as much of a unicorn as I thought I was. Yeah. I've run into yeah, some more. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a funny thing. I've helped reach and help grow some of them. Yeah. I, I it turned around one day and had to realize this this young lady is not a little kid no more. She is a unicorn too. At some point, she went from being a, a wild horse stallion to a unicorn. But we look at when we are very insular and say, I'm the last real left. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the last of the Mohegans. I'm, I ain't nobody else out here. We miss our opportunity. But what I'm even saying I, is that let me, let me just say you this. ain't afraid to tell me about I, myself I know, without but making me. Let me say this, just okay. speaking for myself. Even I suffer. From isolating myself and not being around spiritual people who can help me because I lack the trust in God that he would bring those people in my life. And I have people around who hold me accountable. Antoinette know more about me than most people. Mm -hmm. But she ain't no yes woman. She'll look and say, you a little sideways on that one, my G. I need you to straighten up. I appreciate that because I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. And I realized that I need that. 
because we all need spiritual people around us to help us if we're going to stay renewed and remain that balloon that's reaching higher heights. And God will position people to be that in your life. Like Absolutely. Everybody can't walk up to you and be like, Felicia, get yourself. You know what I mean? Like Everybody can't be like that because they don't have that authority in your life. Because I'm going to tell God you this. If, you, if what you said is so true that I'm the realest Christian you know, you don't keep a real connection with me. In order for you to build yourself up. <laughs> She's a Paul. <laughs> I am a Paul. No, I'm just saying you you would have to you would I have feel to like you took the plug out. You would pocket. have to read over you would have to <laughs> so, we'll continue this a little Yeah, I'm just saying you would have to keep yourself connected in those in those terms. And even if I did retreat, even if I did disconnect, you would have to be like that woman that was asking for them crumbs. You have to be like, hey, you ain't going nowhere. Be consistent. Or yeah. take the little bit you can. Like the family that, because we part of the same family. The exactly. Very people, like, even though they, they got their thing, I'm still able to walk in love because I'm like, you know, you see what God can change and you see how those situations are going to grow them. But it's going to be through love. It's not going to be through isolation. And it's not necessarily, this is another thing. When we talk about people having real love, Mm-hmm. We, I, I really challenge myself to what does that mean? There you and, go with and this what question. Does it, what does that look like? So when I'm looking for people who have real love for me, I'm looking for a person who's patient. I'm looking for a person who operates in compassion. I'm looking for a per- person who is concerned with my true welfare, my spiritual welfare. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who get concerned about me when they see something to be concerned about. about. There's other people who are concerned about me on a level that is beyond what they see. Because when you get to my level of this thing, even if I was doing wrong, I'm such a church pro. I know how to move like a ninja in it. You know what I'm saying? We get to that point where we be sinners, but we be just real slick with it. We be very, very incognito, incognito with it. You know what I'm saying? And so it takes a person who really is concerned with your true welfare to understand it don't need to be something you see to be a cold red. You need to really be open to what God is laying on your heart and being available. And I had to learn that in the transition of even dealing with my sister right here. And so now I'm like, back when she was young, it was easy because everything she was was very out and open. So when I seen something, I address it. Mm-hmm. But then it switch. When people become adults, you don't see everything no more. And so you just be quiet and you like, yeah, she's doing so great. Not realizing she could be at home crying every night. You're right. And building a resentment that nobody cares truly about her. They just care about what she does or what she doesn't do. True? Oh, I preach. Yeah. Because if you're not in the casinos or you're not messy drunk. Nobody got nothing Nobody to got say. nothing to say because their concern is not about your spiritual well-being. Their concern is not that you're up here in your elevated thinking. Their concern is that you are in the nice little place they expect you to be. Whether it is a good sister, a good wife, a good girlfriend, a good employee. Everybody just wants you to be where they are comfortable with you being. But it's those people who care about where you truly are in your spirit that are going to help restore you out of your addictions. Gossip is an addiction, too, I think. Gossip oh, is being consumed with everybody else's life but your own is an addiction. Oh, I, yeah. I just I want totally, to throw that out there. I totally. It, it truly is. 
Agree. And, and and I love the fact that when you were sharing about uh giving up stopping drinking, I love the fact that you stopped it because of what somebody else made the decision to do. Mm-hmm. And because of their decision, it really impacted you. And that is how the church should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the church, the church really starts with us. Do you get what I'm saying? It, it starts with us. It's not a religious thing anymore. It has to be a thing where, Felicia, when you come to church, you can impact somebody just like that person who doesn't go to church impacted you. you. You're right. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, Say that again. That was That annoying. was good? Yeah. I can't remember what I just said. <laughs> That's why we recorded. Um, <laughs> shucks. Yeah, but you said something like a person that don't go to church impacted me, but the impact, impact that I can have on other young other women, people. you know what I'm saying? You got you got you have a story <clears throat> to tell. You have uh, uh, you have a choice in this matter. You're not trying we're not trying to edify people just so they can be, we can say, "Ooh, look at Felicia way up there." But we're looking for Felicia to help someone else. You, you when you fill with that helium, you can help somebody else get rid of that hot breath they got in there and put some helium in them and lift them up. That's yeah. our goal. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. That's our goal. That's what this podcast is all about. This podcast ain't about I want some I want some saved, sanctified folks to get on a microphone <laughs> and talk about Jesus. It's about I want some people who really are interested in growing in Christ. Right. Just like he was surrounded by prostitutes. He was surrounded by people that no no Pharisee, no religious person wanted to be around because those people were interested in Christ. I'm not I don't care about people who's interested in church laws or religion. Who's interested in Christ? And if you're interested in Christ, following him gonna take you places. It just is. I think that was um last night (laughs) I have someone that um is actually going through a lot. Um, one of my friends and and the only way I know when you're going through a lot, you know, is resulting back to Jesus. You know, so I'm like that anyway, I'm I'm telling her to give me a, a number because I always do that with, you know, my little devotion books. <laughs> anyway, she gave me a number. And it was talking about using God's name in vain. When she when she say give me a number, these books okay. are these books are three hundred and sixty five Devotions per day <laughs> So it's to the point now Where she like Just give me a number 77 And she goes to day 77 like But no I, But, but see At a happened. point in time In my life When I would say she that feel like they right it, on time It would be right on time For that person Or maybe my situation And sometimes it has been But last night It's it was. the gambling of <laughs> <laughs> She played a Russian roulette With the devotions <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, give me a number. Give me a number. Go ahead. Give me a number. 33. But that's like yeah, what's the number. Works. Exactly. 28, right? <clears throat> so um I'm my girlfriend going through a lot. So the 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 word was about using God's name in vain, whether in an excitement or period. So she was like, nah, that's not <laughs> That's not what I was looking at. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> it's about time no, you got a taste I'm of good. your own medicine. So, you know, I'm laughing because, you know, so she was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, let's listen to a nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. 
you're, you're trying to you're trying no, to use I'm the word like the a jukebox. She's like, oh, wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> no. You got to let it come out of your spirit. But listen, though, because in the mix of us going through our Lord. It's <laughs> <just> crazy. <laughs> the mix of us going through our Lord, you know. <laughs> no, it's not funny because I'm so serious. Yeah. Our Lord praising the worship. <laughs> What's going on? I know that I, I'm I'm trying to get in the right spirit, and I know that I'm just not connected. But I'm trying to help and uplift. Yeah. But <clears throat> so, like I was saying, the, the, it wasn't the right word. So she was like, maybe it's Psalms 28. And she said Psalms 86. So I'm like, okay, bet. You know, I, I opened up my Bible. And because I prayed prior to us reading, I think. Yeah, I did pray. So when I was, I, yeah, I did. I prayed and, you know, I still ain't feel it. But I, I, what I was praying for wasn't just the things that, that she told me she was wrong. That was wrong with her or even for myself. But the scriptures, I can't get exactly what it is, but... It took me all the way to the scriptures feeling like it was for me. Yeah. Like, Jesus. you know, Jesus mm-hmm. be my strength. Yeah. You know, as I, I'm going through, you know, trying to basically be better. I yeah. think, um, who is Psalms? Paul or David? Paul? David. 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 Most of them. <laughs> yeah, most of them. It, it was David. And, and just asking him to be his strength and, and, you know, his word don't lie and, you know, his his faith. In, and I'm like, oh, my God, how did this turn to be about me when I was trying to actually help some? See, and this is one the, else. the interesting thing mm. is that I'm going to let Antoinette say. You, no, that's ahead. saying your mom says that when we try to wrap our wrap the world around, when we try to wrap our heads around the word, we realize the world wraps itself around us. Yeah, right? and, and it's, it's interesting because. You're never going to feel more inadequate in God than when when someone else needs the God in you and you realize you ain't got much. And that's the reality. It was funny, but that story is, like you said, it's very serious because we don't know while we so caught up in drinking and drugging and stuff. There are people who truly need something and we could have it for them if we were sober. Mm -hmm. But because we're not sober. We're not able to help people in a time like this. So I have a scripture for that. It says, training us. I mean, we have to be trained Mm -hmm. to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, which is truly what engages us in addiction is our passions, our desires, and to live a self-controlled or sober, upright life, a godly life in this present age. Mm -hmm. I need to live a godly life because I need, I know a lot of people who need God and they're not coming to church. You know a lot of people that need God, and we're very selfish, and we just do the things that feel good to us, not knowing I could be something this woman needs. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We can't really—all We all of us going to have to resort to just flipping through books if we don't let those books live in us. You're right. And God is relentless. He's going to grow you to get you— where you need to be for other yeah. people. That situation was all God because he wants to show you. Felicia, you got you got people who are in the sphere of your influence. You know what I'm saying? This is blood that's going to be on your hands because we have people who are in the sphere of our influence. They call us. They talk to us. They're concerned about what we know and understand so that they can get help. And we have, a build, we, we have that light and that way into their heart. And we exploit it and don't actually take advantage of it. 
Mm-hmm. Lastly, as we close out, because I'm a, I'm a pray to, but Proverbs 25 and 28 says, a man without self-control is a city broken into and left mm-hmm. without walls. And we know a lot of wow. men and women who are out here with no walls. And, and the reason they're left with no walls is because they have opened themselves up to, to a life of no self control. Yeah. You got we gotta understand you can't be all over the place in one aspect of your life and think it's gonna stay there. When you caught up in addictions, this thing permeates your whole life. You don't see a person who's messy with a clean room. Like I'm just mm-hmm. messy with my finances. No, you messy everywhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When you see a person who's gossiping, they're not just gossiping about church stuff. They, 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 their life is a, a very un, uncontrolled mess. Mm-hmm. And I realize that about my life. If I'm undisciplined in one aspect, it's, it's going to everything. spill over into everything. My job as a believer is to operate in self-control. Yeah, self-control. And, and then how Pastor said on Sunday, like leaving cracks. We leave a lot of cracks in our lives for and things uh, to slip back down. Yeah. You're and absolutely that's, that's right. And not be afraid to shut it off and actually be acceptance to change. Because somebody worse than those people who talk about you, somebody is trying to exploit those cracks. First Mm -hmm. Peter five and eight says, be sober minded, be watchful for your adversary, not your family, not the person who hates your guts, not your haters. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeing who he can devour, overcome. Use, consume, overtake, exploit. And we know so many people that's exploited right now. Do you get what I'm saying? But we so caught up in ourselves. We're like, I ain't as bad as them. I don't, I'm not I'm not addicted to nothing. Or you make yourself believe that you don't care how no one feel when that's totally a lie. Mm. It's a lie. I care about what people think about me. Why? Because God told me I got to care. Because your reputation is what everyone it's perceive the, of you. It is the light. This the light that's going to cause them to either serve God or re- be repulsed by God. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that don't want nothing to do with church because of the choices I made earlier in my Christian life. I got to live with that. Some of those people, I was able to change my consistencies and they was able to see it and say, you know what? Okay. But other people... For that period of time they was in my life, that's all all they saw was hypocrisy. All they saw was contradiction. Mm-hmm. And because of that, their perspective of church is irrevocably changed. And hopefully they meet somebody else who could change it back to another way. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't do my best. And that scripture is powerful, too, because it's like it's not just you need to be worried about alcohol because it's dangerous. Alcohol is not really that bad. You know, smoking is not really that bad, but when you have somebody like your adversary who is, you know, waiting to find an opportunity to attack, you got to be... And it has... We have... Christians got to keep it spiritual. I don't like Christians talking about, well, what's wrong with smoking? Uh, Well, we don't smoke as Christians because it can cause lung cancer. I don't care about no lung cancer. (laughs) Exactly. I don't care about that. I'm telling young people, don't do these things because of what they do to them spiritually. Exactly. Well, as long as I protect myself, what's the problem with sleeping with multiple people? How am I going to find my one? Well, there are spiritual ramifications to it. We engage with people and we don't realize how all of these things matter to our disposition and matter to our lives. The people that I talk to on a daily basis, 
have a direct connection with where I am in my spiritual life. They do. That's just the reality. But I hope so this was... So what's the solution? We talked about the solution. We was talking about the solution the whole, <laughs> the whole time. time. Yeah, yeah. She always but, wants that definite You want a more final you know, thought? Okay, you know, I need your more final thought. What's the 12th step? <laughs> what's the 12th step? The 12 steps is <laughs> sit as close to the pastor as you can on Sunday. So you don't have to take 12 steps to get to the altar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know. Because guess what? If we're going to be believers, Jesus wants us to be believers. And so he shared what the remedy is. Before he left, he looked at Peter. He said, do you love me? Peter said, yes. He said, well, feed my sheep. Why? Because he knew that he had people he cared about. Number one, he Mm -hmm. called them sheep. And number two, they'll die if they're not fed. So if you're dying, you ain't eating. And if God's serving you food, you better build an appetite for what he's put on the table. Yeah, And as you do that seeking, I believe he reveals, he shows you how to identify these pockets, these cracks in your life. Absolutely. Because you have to eat to understand. Yeah, I understand things about my life that I never thought I would because I decided to eat. People want to understand without eating. People want to get deep without eating. That's all these woke folks. You're not really woke. You're sleepwalking. Yeah. You think you woke because you are aware of the problem, but you ain't woke until you're aware of the solution. Exactly. Man, I'm like, man, really rolling now. I'm getting in my pocket, <laughs> right? But uh, before we go, I want to say a special prayer for anybody that's dealing with addictions, no matter whether they are physical ones or abstract or spiritual ones. All of them have a direct consequence on your spiritual walk, on your spiritual life. And you don't want I don't want anybody to feel disconnected because I know where disconnection takes us. And if you'd like like to share any of yours, you can email at ask me at realchurchmatters.com or you can. What's yours? What? You don't know. <laughs> I think it's I think it's info info. No, it's, no, not. it's not. It's probably X too, but I Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It's ask at go do likewise dot com. Oh okay. <laughs> and, and you can ask questions. You can uh if you want to send some encouragement to Felicia as she continues to grow and get the hot air out of her balloon and put some helium in it. <laughs> uh then you can send that and I'll make sure she gets them. But um, my prayers with all of the people that's dealing with addictions, all the people that's struggling with the opposition of the flesh and losing that battle. And the funny thing about fights is you can always tell who's losing. I see. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, when you watch a fight, you can always tell who's losing. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And we can tell who's losing in our life. Of course. We very much can. We know the person who lost, swear they won. But I'm like, you don't look like it, bro. Like, uh, fix your tooth. (laughs) Push your tooth back. So that's the reality of it. So uh, just a quick prayer. Father, we thank you. We just ask, Lord, that you would just continue to help us as spiritual people bear up and restore those who are hurting. Lord, let us pray more for them. Let us care more for them. Let us be compassionate and sympathetic, understanding that we could be in that very situation if we didn't. Eat the word to have the strength to combat ourselves. And so, Lord, we ask that you would continue to put people in all of these people's lives that would continue to be the spiritual person to give them the word so that they might have the strength to combat themselves. I wish the fight was with a bottle. 
then that means if we removed all the alcohol, people would be okay. I wish the fight was with drugs and then we could just remove all drugs. Or I wish the fight was with sex and then we could just put them on an island somewhere. But truly our addiction is with ourself. And so we ask, Lord, that you would help us to just learn how to kick our habit of loving ourselves more than you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's episode 64. 64. <laughs> Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. And Felicia Jenkins. God bless. <laughs>